0: In the meantime, I'm gonna read my fortune cookie. And see what my fortune is telling me. I did not finish all of it. It was actually kind of a lot. I like to eat half of the fortune cookie and then read the fortune.
1: Okay.
0: I feel like it does, you know, it does something to make it more impactful. I feel like that's how you activate the fortune. Like you gotta eat the cookie first pause some people have other people read theirs other people don't read theirs people okay this says a great day is around the corner
1: nice i like it i liked it
0: better back in the day when like 14 cookies would be like oh. Allie, they used to be a little bit more deep that's now how the um the tea is tea bags mm-hmm. yeah my tea is my tea is quite deep hold on i kept one okay See, look the last tea i had that made such an impact on my life it says, <laughs> it says the only thing that can limit you is believing that you are limited become limitless mm-hmm. yeah shout out to the yogi tea
1: limitless. oh yes
0: yogi yes for the inspiration
1: of course, they
0: come through with the existential, <laughs> <laughs>
1: existential advice. That's right.
0: All right, so fortunes. <laughs> so yes, yes, y'all. It's another episode of the First Fridays podcast, featuring yours truly, Ali Don, is the Goddess MC, and I'm here with my co-host, MJ, mm-hmm. and, uh, reoccurring co-host. To the <laughs> <laughs> Return, yes.
1: anybody feels is necessary but I'm back.
0: Yes yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> With some toe and uh, a bunch of lifeboats.
0: Oh my goodness. whether it was by popular demand or not. here we are right. here. Okay. All right, so today we had a few things to talk about. I wanted to kind of do like a PSA and so I guess we can knock this out right at the very beginning. So I am a mental health professional. I have a master's degree in general psychology. And currently, I am doing some studies on certain disorders, including substance use disorders. And I came across some um, information that was pretty disturbing about PCP. So what's going on with PCP? Girl, yeah, let me tell yeah, you what's sure. going on. Yeah, because I was into. It. I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on?" Now? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Now I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this properly. I apologize to all of my teachers. Um, phenyclidine. <laughs> phenyclidine. Okay, that's the official name for PCP. On the streets, you know okay. it as PCP. Okay. 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 All right. So. I learned that it was often deceptively sold as oil. so i was just like wait a second how how is this now oil? because when i hear oil, it sounds like oil i'm like okay is that is that cannabis oil but oil yeah. is is a compound that grows naturally in a cannabis plant okay some people sprinkle that into their joints or blunts and this is what you would call laced a laced blunt Mm -hmm. a laced joint so some people they might sprinkle what they think is cocaine which is why PCP is often mistakenly sold as cocaine as well somebody who's into that when they say um, they're partying quote unquote partying they like to call it partying and that usually means Uh that they're doing cocaine they're doing some kind of drug so if you get cornered in the back at a club or in the bathroom and someone says hey you like to party they're asking you if you want to do some drugs with them
1: yeah they don't ask you if you want to get some cocaine yeah and and they
0: and they sprinkle that into their joints their blunts that is cannabis and sometimes i guess in this case if it's mistakenly sold as cannabinoid PCP is mistakenly sold as cocaine i would imagine that maybe it's pre-rolled joints or blunts that people are selling or giving to other people and they think it's just marijuana but little do they know it's actually laced with pcp so this is happening pretty frequently It's often Um, so how
1: are they finding this out i'm like that's like interesting and my thing is it's like i don't it's it's interesting that it's Mistakenly, like it seems to be like somebody would be doing this on purpose, right? <laughs> right? It's kind of like the the whole fentanyl in candy thing. Now, I've heard about that, like people
0: right.
1: putting fentanyl in candy and kids, you know, taking it in, yeah, it's like lot of, different colors, teens you know, dying, yeah. And so, um, yeah, like PCP, um, now I have not experienced that, but right? I would think that it is you have with other stuff that it would be different you know like you would be able to tell the difference between those two
0: i would hope that most people can avoid something like this because there's so many dispensaries but in there's there's states where marijuana still is illegal on the state level but then sometimes there's like a gray area as far as the federal level as well i saw that joe biden is actually getting ready to Free some of those folks who are yeah. locked up right now Off Under of federal. marijuana marijuana possession yeah. charges um, But in the states where there's not really dispensaries around They have more strict laws People still go to their local weed man And buy their marijuana off the streets, for example So when you're getting your marijuana off the streets And people are doing their own thing Selling pre-rolls, selling pre-roll joints and blunts and things like that Chances are, I mean, the, the stuff could be laced no. um it's unfortunate that this is what's happening but I remember like back in the day like some people when they would, would go see their weed man or something they would say that they got some bad weed like they got some bad marijuana or they smoked a bad blunt or something and they were tripping out they were hallucinating and things like that these are some of the signs these are some of the symptoms that is is possible that your marijuana was laced with something else I mean typically you're hmm. not supposed to be hallucinating and tripping out and yeah. tweaking and twitching and you know, you're scared, you're seeing things, you think there's stuff crawling on you or whatever. You're bugging out, you're tripping out, like typically marijuana that's natural, it does not have that effect on people. So there's something wrong with it if you're having these adverse side effects that most people don't normally have. It is questionable, okay, where did you get this marijuana from? You know, of course, in order to yeah. prevent these dangerous and unwanted symptoms of drugs, it's best to abstain. From drug use. So don't do drugs.
1: I would just say go to your local dispensary if you have one. <laughs> but if you don't have one, you're not in state, then yeah, man. You yeah. Just- Get a
0: friend that's from California or Colorado. Yes. <laughs> I right. know. Uh, I mean, like abstaining from drugs, it can be unrealistic for some people. I mean, they're like, "Hey, you know what? This is what I like to do. I'm not going to stop. Like, this is my thing after I get off of work or when I'm stressed or yeah. whatever. You know." So, of course, it is the best thing to do is to abstain. But if you know getting well, you're not about to just practice safe use. You know, go yeah. to go to your dispensary. Check out the labels. Get background information about where they're getting their supplies from, because you already know that I also did some research on paraquat.
1: Yeah, the paraquat stuff.
0: The paraquat <laughs> that I was
1: emails about that. You know, like
0: where this so come up All of a Oh my gosh! So spam <laughs> paraquat spam. Like, okay. Day, okay. <laughs> So you can go to theguidecollection.com and you can navigate through the website and click on my PSA about uh, 420, 420 PSA. And it basically talks about Paraquat. So just to give a quick recap, the government, the United States government created Paraquat for the quote-unquote war on drugs and the war on drugs was targeted to mexico so the government was spraying paraquat on the marijuana crops that were growing in mexico and they were also spraying paraquat on the poppy seed plants they did that for the war on drugs because they didn't want the drug cartels coming into the united states to sell poppy to sell marijuana so they wanted to just kill off their crops to diminish their purpose for even coming into the United States for the purpose of selling drugs. So Paraquat was an issue. So even when you go to a dispensary, there might even be some dispensaries that get their marijuana crops from Mexico. They might get their marijuana crops from places where their crops were contaminated and sprayed with paraquat now the thing about marijuana is that it buds pretty quickly when you grow it uh, at least naturally i don't know about growing it indoors and things like that i'm not i'm not sure how quickly it buds it might be the same thing um but they bud so quickly even if your crops were sprayed with paraquat you can still chop off those flowers and you can still harvest them and sell them it basically the paraquat basically stunts the growth of the plant Mm-hmm. but because Is they
1: it in the soil too though
0: wasn't the it like soil still kind yeah, of so like,
1: kept growing it affects all the crops that they grow even afterwards yeah so
0: yeah, yeah it can um, based on the research for the most part on the active flowers when it's sprayed that's when it's most dangerous and it's specifically mm-hmm. dangerous when it's inhaled so I mean who's to say what people are using marijuana crops for, for other reasons. Some people are making can of butter, they're cooking it, they're making medicines They're doing other things, but paraquat was specifically made to be dangerous when it's inhaled. So that's interesting that they were spraying these, the poppy seed fields and the marijuana crops with, with paraquat. So people would basically get lung damage whenever they were inhaling or ingesting the paraquat laced marijuana. So, They did find traces of marijuana sold throughout California, some states on the East Coast, a couple other states in central United States that had paraquat on it. So people were, I mean, if this is the way people are getting their money and this is their bread and butter, you know, if they're in Mexico, they're looking for a better way. They're growing natural marijuana, but the American government is spraying it with paraquat. You know, it's possible that they don't know the side effects of what would happen if someone smoked it or ingested it so i mean this is the way they're getting their money they're still chopping down those flowers and they're selling it so that they can get their money you Mm -hmm. know so maybe they knew maybe they didn't know how damaging it would be but sometimes it is circulating and it could even be in the dispensaries there are some cartels that sell to dispensaries today yeah
1: because it's not completely regulated especially like when it's outside right so it's you know better to kind of you know if you can you know monitor where you're getting your stuff from that it's you know local grown or at least you know exactly states but i know weren't they they were doing it in the states though too weren't they weren't they also spraying some of this stuff here
0: they could technically but based on what i read it didn't seem like they were really targeting the crops in the united states but it's possible okay it's possible so so the main thing is that's important to watch out for is if the marijuana is looking like it's blue. There was an added agent that was put into paraquat just as a warning so that people would know that it's dangerous. So for one, it has this really funky smell, this pungent, like nasty smell. And then well, that's um, the
1: weed, man. I'm be
0: like, <laughs> yeah, like if the weed is like particularly dank like just like like it just stank like this is some funky yeah no no, like no you don't want that you don't want the funkiest (laughs) of the funky weed like wait a second that's like a a trigger like okay warning and then also if the weed looks kind of blue that would also be a trigger warning Uh oh For the marijuana enthusiasts, they don't like to use weed. They say marijuana or cannabis, so my apologies for that. So if you see your marijuana or your cannabis that's looking like it's blue, which made it tough because there was even perp, right, that was out for a while and it had, like, kind of purplish-looking hairs. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: strains of, like, these blue. I particularly like Blue Dream, and I know there's some...
0: Yeah. Blueish, wish kind of stuff going on. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, so. you don't really, I mean, if it's looking blue, it's kind of like a red flag. If it's particularly like real funky and stank, then, you know, you just got to watch out. So, you got to watch out for your Paraquat laced marijuana, and you also got to watch out for the PCP lace marijuana <laughs> so so don't get any joints and blunts from people that you don't really no, know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> just get
1: you some
0: regular weed. just get some regular because you just never know what somebody else is into like some other people they like to party quote unquote they like to lace their stuff and you don't realize that this is somebody that you think is cool you feel like you might have seen them around or you might just be at a concert and people are passing their blunt around or whatever and you think that they might just be smoking some regular marijuana just like you would but no you don't know what that person next to you is oh, into yeah, no person likes to lace their stuff with some pcp or some cocaine or whatever so you just never know what somebody else likes to put in their joints and blunts so it's best to have your own and ask questions when you go to the dispensary like is this homegrown is this locally grown do you guys grow this indoors like did you get this from mexico is there paraquats on this marijuana Ask questions.
1: <laughs> most people probably don't even know what that.
0: Is. Give me the paraquat free marijuana, free, I need please. The paraquat free <laughs> Like what? <laughs> the parakeet? <laughs> no. All right. So, so that's really important, and um, it's just it's just sad to see the drug use that's happening around various communities. I mean, like you mentioned, yeah. um, fentanyl being sold. It's different color pills that's appealing to kids. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing is happening. Sometimes you don't always know what you're getting. You know, people get desperate sometimes and they might not have the supply that people are looking for. So they start gathering and making all kinds of concoctions and experimenting with drugs to just put something together to sell it to somebody. And, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're getting.
1: Yeah. There's a couple of uh, people. One was like a mother and she was quite young, but, I mean, she was, you know, selling drugs that, that um had yeah, fentanyl, and she, like, didn't know. So even, like, you know, they're, you know, just getting their supply or whatever and trying to, you know, do whatever. And she was like, I was just trying to make ends meet, and, you know, this was kind of a hustle thing. But, you know, she ended up selling bad stuff, and you know, people died. And then, you know, so now she's in jail for a very, very long time, mm. you know, leaving her kids and stuff. And it's not even worth it. But then, you know, you have people... Just here in Colorado, there was like you know five friends that were you know just trying to party and and then they're all dead because their stuff was laced with fentanyl and Mm. you know yeah it's um crazy it's very risky like it's definitely different even from like ten years ago from you know like if you were experimenting or out hanging out with friends and you know doing whatever and um, now it's just like it's not even you know, worth it, you know, as like I'm right. like just weed or whatever, and it's regulated, I can go somewhere and I know where it's at least coming from, or I had to go through some kind of you know uh you know review or whatever to get to where it's at so um, but yeah, anything other than that I mean, wouldn't even mess with nowadays, I think it's crazy that people are even. Trying to, I even heard someone tell me that some they knew someone that was actually seeking it out. I was like, why? They want to die? Right. So I guess like, what is what is up with that? Like, it's, that's crazy to me. I wouldn't even like go touch it, go near anything like that. So people just gotta be careful. I think it's just you know a lot of, um, I guess just especially nowadays just the. The whole scene is just just changed and you can't really trust anything and it's so hard because we don't have the programs in place to help people who have these addictions and stuff um especially now like it's needed like places like safe houses and stuff like that and people are just so against stuff like that but it's like yeah when we have people that are dying like this like you really need to have these things in place to help people not only try to come off of this stuff, but it, it is a drug. It is an addiction. You need to help, uh, you know, kind of get a, a hold of this before, you know, people take it or, you know, they can be monitored so that they're not dying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty controversial, you know, the safe mm-hmm. houses where people can safely mm-hmm. use drugs, especially the intravenous drugs where you can get, yeah. where you can get needles, clean needles, because that's creating a whole nother epidemic of HIV spreading AIDS and HIV because people are mm-hmm. using these needles and they're sharing needles in order to shoot up yeah. the drugs. So I know that there are some states or some cities that have different locations where people can come and get clean needles and people get pretty upset. Like the neighbors who live in the, those areas, they get pretty upset about the crowds that are drawing in those locations and they don't think that it's helping the problem. They think it's just exacerbating the problem by providing yeah. these needles to people instead of getting them clean. So I know it's, it's controversial and it's hard to come up with a solution um, aside from promoting abstinence. And I think one of the main things that people can really encourage friends and family who use drugs is to get them to look at the consequences of what their drug use is doing.
1: Yeah. I, um, I think that definitely helps. But I think when you look at people who have these addictions or are active in it and they're not seeking help, that's a little bit different friend because, you know, their mind frame is like, they're on a whole different level, you know? Um, people who don't want help or aren't you know at rock bottom or to what point you know they kind of in jail and have to detox or whatever they have to do their you know um brains are already kind of affected with that chemical even if they're not on the drug they're addicts and that's like always something that you're going to take with you and so your whole brain makeup is a little bit different and so you could see the consequences. People would know that. You can probably ask, you know, former addicts, like, they know. But when you're in that active state, like, you don't care, you know. Right. It's the drug you're trying to get. And so, you yeah, you definitely have to, like, want that help and, like, seek that help. But, you know, in the meantime, um, it's like, how do we stop people from dying? And that's where I get, I know, like, it's controversial, but to me it's like, you have all these deaths and stuff, and I don't, and a lot of people are like, well, if they're going to be doing that, let them die, and I'm like, no, that's definitely not a way right. to treat people, right. and, you know, humans and addicts, exactly. especially because it is addiction and it is a it is a health issue, yeah. so, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think, of course, that it's better just to not go there, not do it, not start it in the first place. And then, you know, if you do start, you know, whatever gateways or whatever, realize that you have these addictive qualities to, um, you know, seek that help and stop it before it gets to that point.
0: Um, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, one of the toughest parts is to get people to stop using cocaine, for example, is something that I learned is that, I mean, I've never tried it before, so I can only find out about the symptoms through other people, then through research. But you you feel so good while you're on it, it's hard to convince somebody to stop. They'd be like, why would I stop this? Like, I feel amazing, I feel on top of the world, I feel confident, I feel like I could do anything. Like, I'm not worried about my problems, I'm happy. It's an upper. So people are uh-huh. feeling so great when they're on it, it is difficult to convince them to stop using it. And one of the main things that you can do is just get them to look at the life around them. like think about what happened to your lifestyle. Have you been able to maintain a job? Have you been able to maintain a steady income, your own place, your quality of life, the things that you enjoy to have around you, those creature comforts, like look what happened to those things that you lost. Look at how this is affecting your family and your friends. I mean, especially when you get to the point where you're stealing from your parents, you're stealing from your own children to get more money for drugs you know you're pawning yeah. their belongings you're pawning your own belongings you don't have anything anymore like you used to those are the things that you yeah. have to get your friends and family members to think about and that might be the catalyst that help inspire the change to get them to get some help
1: yeah one of the i believe like a from your 12-step programs so is like you need to acknowledge that you're an addict that you have this problem is what's going on, you know. Yeah. So when you accept that, and you can, you know, kind of take the steps and move on further to, you know, change that. But yeah, I think it's um very uh interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, when you talk about that, because I'm not trying to throw myself out there, but I've had some experience before with experimenting, and um luckily i didn't get into any kind of uh like you know like bad addictive type of things but it definitely was there and i saw it and i was like oh no no yeah. no yeah. no no yeah. so, so uh, that was and that's just me because you know i have um kind of you know like a background you know personally but like a a lot of stuff like you know I grew up around and stuff when I recognize certain things and just being growing up with that you know I'm outside I'm like oh I'm not even getting involved with all of that now like I see what's about what's about to happen what could happen and I don't even want to risk that so let's go cut that off right there but then I definitely on the other side of that have seen people just completely lose control and Mm -hmm. then one of the things is like with that like it's kind of a gateway to like harder stuff because then you aren't uh getting that that fix that high constantly and then you're trying to seek more and more and then that's when you get to the harder stuff and that's the like you know heroin or meth or something like that and those things are like highly 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 addictive um and you know cause the the you know additional like i don't care i'm just trying to get it fixed and that's when your life really spirals i mean because on the other hand too um just like with like celebrity you know a bunch of functioning people who do cocaine but then you know they don't get out of control but it's the other stuff but when they get to the harder stuff that's like that's when you when you have to really struggle to get your life back
0: Yeah, I mean, that's something to watch for because there are some things that can be a gateway because that's how the mind works. You take something and it wears off after a while you're chasing that high again and then maybe you build up a tolerance to where that same drug the same amount of drug is not giving you that same high anymore but you're chasing that feeling of that first time high so then you are ready yep. to try something a little bit different even if you think that's not necessarily your personality to do that well this is how your brain adjusts to these drugs it's, uh-huh. so, it's yep. like you're not yourself anymore you're not thinking of your like yourself anymore you're not doing the things that you would typically do anymore now you're high on drugs now there are some drugs that might like highlight or enhance who you already are you know but there are some drugs that create a chemical change in your brain to where now you're just fixated on that on that high that you're chasing and you start getting into some risky behaviors and wanting to try some other things now I hate to start out so morbid and so down on this podcast but there's just one more (laughs) there's just one more public service announcement I thought was so important to talk about it is the increase of STDs specifically gonorrhea and syphilis ever since the pandemic yeah so the CDC has uh, new information that they released and this was from April that STDs certain STDs like for example uh, chlamydia has actually been down so that's a good thing but since the pandemic there's been an increase in gonorrhea and syphilis and syphilis is one of the things that you can pass on to your unborn child when your child uh-huh. is born they could be born with syphilis and there's been an increase in in children and newborns who have syphilis wow. Yeah, about 15% increase since 2019. So it's oh. definitely, yeah, so it's been up. And then the cases of gonorrhea have been up um, 10% compared to 2019. So ever since the pandemic, seems like people have been getting they swear by People have been hooking up, having unprotected sex. Getting into these risky behaviors. That's
1: so interesting because you would think that people would just be like, they were in their house, you know, doing their quarantine thing, you know, like,
0: what? Well, people were just smashing. (laughs) People were at home, bored, and smashing is what it seems like. And, you know, not protecting themselves. And it's almost becoming like a trend now. Like, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and... I'm sure they're just making jokes, but they're being serious, too, at the same time. Like, oh, why would you wear a condom? Like, who wants to do that? Like, no. Like, why? What? You wear a condom all the time? They're, like, teasing their friends and all that. Like, you wear a condom for how long when you're dating somebody? Like, what? Like, so...
1: Well, (laughs) I I don't know, because I think maybe... You know, like, when we were in school and stuff like that, they really pressed that stuff. Like, you know, like, are you, you know, always wear a condom? Like, even if you're, you're, you know, believe in a monogamous relationship, like, if you haven't, like, been tested or even tested regularly or, you know, like, whatever, you you make sure that you're protecting yourself against STDs um, and, uh, you know, unwanted pregnancies. Um, I haven't really seen that messaging i guess maybe maybe it's because i'm older and stuff like that and i'm married so it's not like i'm getting anything like targeted towards me or anything (laughs) like that when you you social media or anything but i don't really see that message kind of out there anymore and it's like i think people you know we see ads about you know aids medication or hiv medications that you know people, you know, have been taken, and you could become undetectable, and blah, 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 and all, and all the stuff, and they think that, oh, okay, well, you know, they have this out now, so, you know, I, if people are, you know, doing this, maybe I won't get AIDS, or, you know, they have all these medications, and they're, they're not thinking that, you know, I know gonorrhea and syphilis are treatable, and, you know, but you know, it's still, you know, like you said, they're serious and I know sometimes the symptoms can be masked as different in men and women so you know maybe being in quarantine you don't really know and then maybe you're just like damn I need to you know it's been a few months I'm about to get out and go do something you know I've been straight I've just been home and not doing nothing and people just being ignorant and you know just wanting to smash or do whatever and then you know not kind of paying attention to their body or you know um wanting to go to doctors or thinking they have covid or something you know and not paying attention that's really interesting though that it's like those two and it's like why what <laughs> where did those like come from and why why aren't people really paying attention to that
0: yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that people need to pay attention to, and you got to wrap it up and practice safe mm-hmm. sex. Now, of course, always, it's yeah. always good to be married first, you know, because yeah. we are on the godcollection.com and it'd be great to abstain from having sex, wait until you're married, and just share your body with your partner that you're married to. Your body is a temple, you don't want to let anybody up in there ladies and the fellas you don't always want to just go smashing everybody i mean i used to hear people say oh you look clean and things like that it's like okay <laughs> you <laughs> just because of how somebody looks it's like you just don't know what's going on yeah, inside yeah. their body in their blood like come on now you can't see all that so it is important to wrap it up now i remember when i was at church one day there's a particular organization in um, southern california in the la area And the representative, uh, I can't remember the name of the organization, but she does research, AIDS research. She provides medication. She provides support in the community to serve um, the the minority populations um, in SoCal. And she traced her research down to like a several mile radius of a particular block around L.A. where one in three black people in that neighborhood have hiv or aids wow right so it's amazing how she was able to pinpoint it down but it was like there were several blocks specifically like if you meet a black person and you sleep with a black person in this particular area like you're more than likely to come across somebody who's got aids or hiv in this area so even when you're in certain areas it's important to do some research and study the STDs and the trends in your community, because that's yeah. kind of scary. Like if you meet somebody from a particular neighborhood, one in three of those people from that neighborhood have HIV or AIDS. Yeah. It's, you know, just like, how
1: would you like even come across that? I think most people don't even think to even look into stuff like that. You right? know, I think, um, that's probably maybe, um, you know, something, something that can be, um, looked into like you know how do we improve upon that because people I, I, I wouldn't imagine today like kids when you're like are you're dating or if you're going through these like social media type of you know tinders or like whatever trying to go on dates or even like hook up like you would really think like let me, you know, look at the population in the area and look at the STD statistics. Like, you know, like right. actually doing something like that, but that, you know, definitely would be, you know, beneficial. Like, if, you know, take out these rates in the area, um, you know, maybe something to get with doctors, you know, local like Planned Parenthoods or clinics or something like that to you know talk with people and let them know like hey this state has you know this kind of rate with chlamydia gonorrhea um what's the other one's uh
0: and uh, syphilis that's the syphilis, that's yeah up. it's up. Mm-hmm. yeah now chlamydia has declined 13% since 2019 so that's a good thing but it is so important it's still there. yeah,
1: yeah it's still there hiv H- right. you know there's 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 quite a bit of stds and uh, uh Simple you know simplex yeah. and and hpv and stuff so yep. um I, I don't think a lot of people when you're looking into that to, to know that it might even be good for like dating sites like that yeah. to like kind of put out blurbs like in your area like hey we want you to be safe you know have mm-hmm. fun but make sure you're protecting yourself and yeah. you know this is why you know make sure you're getting tested regularly um even <clears throat> if you haven't had sex in a while you know maybe just do it automatically like every six months or you know you know, at least every if you haven't been active every year, yeah, at least so um, you know, just to, to make sure you're you're okay, and definitely if you're, we you have multiple partners, you know, make sure you're getting yourself checked out, even if you don't feel anything, I even mean, if you don't you know I, I, you know, have symptoms, just to you know, go and like, hey, yeah, I've been active, and I haven't had any symptoms, but I want to make sure I'm okay I'm sure the clinics or the doctor would be like all right well we have to do blood and I know some things you have to actually present symptoms for them to, <laughs> to test you for but I think it's you know just to be But however you can be on the safe side of things is is good but the the safest you can be of course is to abstain and you know yeah not put yourself at risk by you know going out there and and um, having multiple partners and if you're in monogamous relationships, you know, be honest okay. and not be out here, you know, going out there. Because you can even get STDs if you have, you know, you wear condoms, you know.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. like um, so, so. HPV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Know, probably so, some know, kind of herpes mean, too,
1: right? Yeah, and you could even get like from oral stuff if you're not protected. A lot of people don't think right. about protecting yourself when you're having oral sex you know like you have the dental dams you have you know make sure you're not doing anything without condoms you know so
0: yeah yeah and getting proper health care like that kind of ties into quality of life that's something that i wanted mm-hmm. to talk about too on this podcast so the cdc basically says that there are some minorities that don't have access to proper healthcare. They even say gay and bisexual males are susceptible to lack of health care and healthcare care yeah. education. So that is something that's important to check out what free clinics are in your neighborhood. There's usually a lot of them in various parts of every city. From my experience, uh, sometimes even if you do have to venture out a little bit from your immediate neighborhood, there are free clinics available yeah. um, where you can get tested and it is totally free you can get your results some people don't even like to go back and get their results because they're scared of getting the results but it's important to know know your status exactly you know because not only for your own protection so you can get the care that you need but also if you get into a relationship and you end up caring for someone and falling in love with somebody you want to protect them too if you love them you want to make sure that they're safe and that you're not Mm -hmm. jeopardizing their health Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it can be kind of embarrassing, but I think it would be good to like, just get rid of that stigma. You know, you can be as discreet as you want to be. If you're with somebody, you don't want them to know that you have an STD, but make sure that you abstain. Just say it's for personal reasons until you get yourself checked out and treated for whatever it is. And if you have an STD or you have a, a virus that you're unable to get rid of, this is something that you have to talk about with your partner. Um, especially if you care for them and they can care for you too like allow somebody to have that opportunity to love you back Mm -hmm. and love on you and give you that support that you need to help you through this
1: yeah exactly they and you know they should have a right to to know and make the decision uh uh, you know about their body and, and you know what what they're willing to um you know kind of go through personally and um yeah, definitely. I think you shouldn't take that decision away from anybody, but you definitely yeah. take care of yourself first. Yeah, and um, Mostly yeah, with probably. that, you, with that uh, you know, quality of life there right? Um, what you were saying about the clinics and the, you know the availability. I know definitely with within most metro areas. You you have you know a lot of access to that, and you get a lot of information too. Um, you know, just just. By going and you know going regularly, and if you don't have access to it, maybe that's you know something that you can bring up within your community to make sure that you know, right. um, you know you have these things in place for you and other people because it only helps the community.
0: That's
1: right. You know, being able to have the accessibility for you know healthcare and uh, yeah. you know, taking care of your body and for your life.
0: Now that now we're gonna take a quick break and play our song. It's "Listen to My Demo" by Ali Don featuring Aliz by NJ. You're listening and to the I First Don't Fridays podcast at the God Collection. It's the, the God
2: MC. Yeah. Please listen to my demo. Yeah. Please, please listen to me. We the business. I ain't million. But. I ain't got that, but the fellas they be on me, on me. No cap, I get money though, that ain't never changed. The only thing I switch up is the weight of my chains and the diamonds on my rings, the shoes on my feet. I'm in the same lane, I'm just on a different street. I think who produced the track is Sally Donn that's on that beat. It's hard to find a help. So I'm doing everything this way. Heavy, breathing down your throat. It's because I'm highly favored, they still hate me if I'm broke. Killing all these devils, it was murder that she wrote The coldest winter ever, I thank God I made a coat chill Bundle up all the suckers, pray in stealth mode, speaking undercover Bless when I'm in public, I protection like a rubber But when I get my hustle on, I get it from my mother Please listen to my demo Please, please listen to my demo, for real Please listen to my demo Please, please listen to me is it real, son? Say they want a real one. Then they yeah. want you back when you pack it up and leave them. you your yeah. living lavish when I had the bills? bills. I never yeah. talk because my teeth don't spill. spill Therapists yeah. told me I should journal how I feel. Okay. Well, i got some standards lower than eight. Chemistry, okay. personality, and your face. Talk to me nice when you speak my love language. I like gifts and thoughtful things. Right. I like clothes and jewelry. Right. I like manies. and the point now roll me a joint. well don't kill my vibe or i send you the voicemail oh god hi you've reached ali don sorry i missed your call but if you leave your name number and a brief message i'll get back to you as soon as possible depending on who you are please listen to my demo please please listen to my demo for real you binoculars dog it open sesame ask anything and he'll give me everything so uh respectfully haters never get the best of me i got all the flavor and they never get the recipe please listen to my demo please please listen to my demo for real please listen to my demo please please listen to me no sympathy Demo. Please, please listen to me. Kiss the ring now. Who's the boss? I'm in. Please no, listen Please listen to my demo no Please, no, sir. please listen to my demo Please, please listen to my dear Mo. Please, please listen to my dear Mo. Please, please. To my dear Mo. please, please. <sighs> Ali Dunn, you tapped into the
0: GodCollection.com. The song you just heard is called Listen to My Demo by Ali Don, featuring NJ on the ad libs and also our special guest today. Now, before we took that break, we were talking about increasing your quality of life. Well, there are some other things that come along with quality of life, not only access to healthcare, but access to other things too. I remember coming up, like in undergrad, for example, I would meet certain people who felt like they just did not have certain opportunities. And they felt like they needed to be born to a celebrity. They need to have a celebrity in their family or celebrity parents. They Mm. need to be well off in order for them to have access to certain opportunities. Uh, To some extent, I mean, it's kind of true, but then also you do have to take accountability to follow after your own dreams. You know, We do see some people who maybe their parents weren't rich and they didn't have all these opportunities handed down to them, but they still made something of themselves and become millionaires. I mean, you see all kinds of podcasters and social media influencers who, you know, their parents worked a regular nine to five or sometimes their parents weren't necessarily around, but now they're they're inking these million dollar deals. So um, to some extent you can make it happen for yourself. But when you do come from a a well-off family, financially well-off family, you do have access to certain things. Like I was talking to you before about um, Northwest, for example. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing her in the news lately because she's becoming like a fashion icon, little fashionista. Mm -hmm. And people are looking to see what she's wearing, how she's making these bold statements with her fashion. I'm just imagining like, wow, you know, the kind of lifestyle that she can have and the things that she doesn't necessarily have to face or deal with. Um, just because of how she was born into this world by two celebrity parents. I mean, it does give her access to things that, you know, a lot of kids her age wouldn't necessarily have access to. So it does enhance your quality of life, but also travel enhances the quality of life. So say if you're not necessarily born to celebrity parents that give you all these opportunities and access to things. I mean, there are some working class people making minimum wage that can still somehow provide a good life for their kids by... Showing them different parts of the world. I have a friend, shout out to Wendy. She has she has a few kids and she busts her butt. Like she works hard. She's got multiple jobs. And she she works that hard because she makes it a personal goal to take her family on a vacation. She's a single mom. She's been a single mom for quite some time. So shout out to all the single moms who are making it happen.
2: Raising your kids
0: and the ones who are busting their butt, working multiple jobs just to provide. And, you know, I got to give it to my girl, Wendy. Like she, she worked really hard because she told herself how important it was to take her family on a vacation every year. And this is something that she likes to do with her kids. So that's something that can also help with the quality of life. So even if you're not a celebrity and, you know, you don't have all this access to all these things to give to your kids, the ability to show them the world and to travel to different places can also broaden their horizons and just definitely enable them to see different parts of the world different cultures different communities it'll help them to expand their normal scope of things beyond their neighborhood so not only can they meet new people they can Get emulsed? emulsed in different cultures. What would you say? <laughs> yeah. 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 The, you,
1: you, you emulsify yourself in emulsify these cultures. Emulsify yourself. Yeah, definitely. Like my mom was a single mom all the time. You know, I had like my stepfather down when I was, you know, younger, quite younger. But then, um you know, after they split up, even, you know, then we would make sure my mom would take me somewhere, even at least every couple of years, we were going somewhere, taking trips, or even go you know, to like, you know, the different sides of, like, the neighborhoods or go to, like, um, you know, open houses of really, like, you know, million-dollar homes or something like that and just go in there and you would see what is you know, how people are living are always accessible. Like you could you get this. You could, you know, be a millionaire. This is you could live here. It's not something that's not attainable to you. You know, you might have to work a little bit harder. You definitely make sure that you're, you know, like either in school or, you know, get business minded or you know, whatever, but you're not, you know, getting out in the streets and you know, having ten or you know, fifteen babies by the time you're twenty, you know. So, um you know, but there's you know different out there, and then you know um, being cultured as well, going into you know either different neighborhoods and like eating different kinds of like food, or you know just um, you know making friends with people from different cultures, like you know I have Mexican friends or you know Thai friends, Korean friends, or anything. They just expose yourself okay. um, out there, and but definitely with travel too because. You um, even be from like Colorado, like you could tend, you tend to be in like a little bubble. And but when you go to other places and see how other people are living, um, you know, it could definitely be an eye opener. Um, so, yeah, I, I I could definitely understand how traveling, especially, I would think, um, maybe like out of country, would be very beneficial to your. Life experience and okay. can only, like, you know, help you grow and further your understanding uh, just, you know, of the world. I think it's a shame if people are just like in their bubble or haven't, like, left outside of their even their like state or their city you know mm-hmm. and then you know they could be the judgmental like why is it everybody's feeling this way it's like okay you understand like you're not the world is not you you know
0: right.
1: and um especially even like with just being american you know like we go abroad and you're like wait a minute like these people have these customs this is like what's going on in the world around you and you're like yeah the, the world isn't just the united states you know <laughs> like yeah okay yes. um So, but that's real, you know, because it's not, there's a a lot of people live just differently and it's not like a bad thing, but it's definitely beneficial to get culture to to experience life outside of your bubble.
0: Right. I mean, to your point too, about leaving the United States and seeing different countries. I mean, there are some people in other countries that think that we're we're living in a third world country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I met a girl from Taipei and she was telling me, out here in the United States, our technology is slow. Our transportation is slow. She's really frustrated. And there's people in Taiwan and other Asian countries, they think that we're still developing, Mm -hmm. which would make us a third world country. Like we don't have this together yet. And it is surprising. And when you look around certain neighborhoods, I mean, especially around Los Angeles, I mean, it's really ridiculous. Like how slow public transportation is. And, how expensive it is too for where you're going is i remember i was mapping out a route one day and i saw that one particular bus route was this it was like slower than riding a bicycle across town now that's a that's a shame if you can ride a bike faster than the bus can take you across town there's really a problem
1: yeah like (laughs) okay (laughs) okay get on my bike and i'll be there 15 minutes earlier
0: than you right hit the gate and hops on your schwinn because that (laughs) bus is gonna slow you down so this is the kind of thing that she was talking about you know it's like they don't have these Mm -hmm. problems in other countries they're looking at Mm -hmm. us like y'all still don't have this together like well i remember watching a news story a long time ago and i saw like holograms coming out of the cell phone you know and this is how they're giving it up in other countries, (laughs) you know, with their technology. So it is good to be able to see these things. And like you said, get outside of your bubble so that you can have access to these other cultures Mm -hmm. to see the technology in other places. And even, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to travel outside the country. So even if you want to go across to another state and, you know, be somewhat local, but venture out a little bit to see something different. I think that'll really help to broaden somebody else's horizon. So it can yeah. it can feel much more obtainable. So if you don't have a ton of money and a ton of access to millionaires and other philanthropists and things like that, you can still have a piece of that American dream and that quality of life by being able to just venture out and see different places. And for those who have kids to expose your kids to other yeah. places and new areas, too, that can help them see broader opportunities for themselves it seems much more accessible and obtainable and it it just expands their mind
1: yeah it it definitely um I (laughs) actually I was with uh my oldest Jordan and um he was here like talking to me and i was going through i had this thing because you know i, I can't afford to go to a lot of places so i'm like either like i'm living vicariously safety like pbs you know with steves or something like that and mm-hmm. they like increase it ever. i'm like oh, okay right. but like sometimes i'll go through like my google maps and I'll be like trying to like you know happen like across like a country like I, I don't know I just like got interested in it somehow and I was like look and I was like oh okay well, where is this island at this is like off the coast of you know like Africa like what is this little thing and it's actually like an island that's populated and I was looking at it and I was like look Jordan and so he was talking and was like mom why are you doing this and I was like because you never know like what's outside of like the world it's just interesting that there's this little island town and there's you know people here they're you know natives and they actually have like little tourist spots. And like you can see, you know, people take you know uh Google photos yeah. and they do like ratings and stuff like that. So yeah. You can actually see like um, who's traveled there, like from you know Switzerland, or you can actually like see all that translation and stuff. So I was like, you see, um you know, people just you know go places. And I was like, even though we can't go there physically like you know right now whatever it's just interesting to know that they're there this is the, the island this is where they're from like you know like this is how they identify like all these like cool things you can you can do and he was actually like taking that up and like going on his little google map adventures <laughs> we were looking at like antarctica mm-hmm. uh, like with my kids and stuff so they mm-hmm. were um talking about um the penguins and stuff like yeah. that and you know like the, one of them is definitely into animals and like the zoology and stuff like that he's talking about penguins so and they were like oh they're from you know the antarctica and like <laughs> you know it's talking so it's like you know trying to you know pique their interest and like we can actually look this up on the map look and we can scroll in and you can like see the island you can see like the ice is melting here and you know like all sorts of stuff so i think if even if like, you don't have the money to do it like you still have ways that you can you know actually just look outside of yourself and kind of um I would say like ground yourself but also like educate yourself and kind of just be reminded that you know there's there's other stuff going on in the world and other places and you know people people live in their lives but yeah um definitely I don't know I just thought that was kind of off topic but I was like that's kind of cool you're just like
0: traveling on your google well yeah I mean that makes sense too because you know even sometimes like I like to watch Disney plus there's a show with Jeremy Lin and mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's an archaeologist or something like that but he goes to different unknown parts of the world small islands that have just recently resurfaced if a volcano erupted and now an island appeared or something like that mm. Um, he'll go and check it out he uses drone technology to search the location first just to make sure it's safe to see where they can land to see where they can walk around just to make sure yeah. that it's you know whether it's inhabited or not they'll go check out these places and Uh, It's a National Geographic special that he did on Disney Plus and then there's other specials that he's done just to show you different parts of the world uh, underground caves and things that you can see in uh, in Greece and I mean various different countries. So that's something that I like to do even when sometimes I'm just so busy. Maybe I just don't necessarily have the time to travel anywhere. I know that I'm not going to be able to make a trip anytime soon. So I'm like, ah, you know, but I'm just itching to go somewhere. So I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just turn on National Geographic or let me check out travel channel or whatever. And that way, at least through the TV, I can explore a new area and be able to check out somewhere different. And I might get inspired to go to that place after learning more about it. So yeah definitely that's you. like
1: when me was in nepal that's why i fell in nepal was like from like watching like a movie and then like watching uh you know documentaries about it like you know um uh national geographic or like the history channel you know like stuff yeah. they, they'll have um you know shows about certain parts and in nepal like you know they have the um the uh, himalayas himalayas yeah i think that's what it is but um <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but they, they have um what is it the tallest mountain is it Everest yeah mm-hmm. so they have Everest up there and so um yeah I was like oh it, it's it's a very like interesting place and like so beautiful Like, but you know anytime I get a chance to like watch anything about it I'll definitely like learn about it my mom actually had some people she worked from Nepal and I got to meet them I was like oh my god I want to go mm-hmm. so bad <laughs> and they're like oh okay cool <laughs> but yeah um the customs and like food and stuff like that yeah so it's like um you know like opening your your mind to like other places and then you know those could be like your destination type of things you have your goals and like one day I'm gonna go there and so like how are you gonna get there you know I'm just you know um you know set up a fund and you know you know maybe it's gonna take me 15 years or whatever but I'm gonna put a little bit of money aside every year to put to my funds, so I can you know travel to this place and um, you know, that helps, I guess, you know, goal life as well, you know, with, with with your with your lifestyle and stuff like that, that you know that you're working towards something.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, that you know, gives you that, some motivation when you know that you're working towards yeah. something, you know, because you know you're, you're eventually going to obtain it, and you're getting better yeah. every day or every year, you know, you're getting closer and closer to it, and just seeing that that opportunity is more accessible than you thought it was you know growing up I actually got really inspired by your mom and seeing the things that she was doing as far as business because I know she always had all these different business ideas and things that she wanted to do to either launch a website or a new business and it was great to see that example of a black woman who's running her own business and has ideas who's inspiring and motivated to try different things and it just made me see, okay, well, I could try something, too. Like, I could I yeah. do something, too. I could have a website, too. It's like I see a real-life example of somebody who's trying different things. It just made it seem much more realistic. It didn't seem like it was such a far-fetched, far-fetched idea, idea from someone yeah. on TV. You oh, know, I'd never be able to do something like this. It's like, no, you know, this is my best friend's mom who's doing something uh, for herself. Yeah. And she's got ideas and she's... Going after it, and I'm like, wow, it was great to see that that example, having those real life yeah. examples. I think it's really helpful. And then, by the way, uh, shout out to uh, my girl Marianne and mm-hmm. um, cute chick Beauty Supply in Redondo yeah. Beach, California. You know, that's really great to see because she's got two girls, and they stop mm-hmm. by her shop sometimes. They help out in in the beauty supply, and that's amazing to see their mom running a business because I know that's going to really expand. Their worldview and their perspective yeah. of the things that they can achieve and accomplish when they get older. So it's really great to see that. So, I mean, back to Northwest and a fashionista and the things that she's got access to. I think I saw something on Snapchat, like, oh, should, should we be worried about her now? Should we be worried about Northwest? Now, I don't know about all that, but I know Kanye definitely doesn't want her on social media it might be kind of hard to keep her off of social media but you know what was so disturbing i saw like video footage of north talking to some paparazzi like why are you always here why are you waiting for us i was just like that's pretty disturbing
1: yeah that you could because you know she's grown up around that and i think um it's I do think it kind of would mess with her a little bit because she does have her dad on one side not wanting her involved in it and I'm sure he is like you know like you know like whatever you see them you tell them to stop recording you you ask them like why they're doing that and I think that's a lot of like him but you know her mom you know being Kim Kardashian she's all ready for the camera like all the time, you know. She's probably even setting up most of the, you know, paparazzi being at these locations and stuff. <laughs> oh, and, man, and so not that. so you know, it's,
0: it's Chris calling ahead of time like <laughs> let's make sure the proper media outlets are outside before we walk out exactly
1: because you know how are you like you know dressed to the tilt you know and it's just like oh they were just out shopping like no you don't have like your balenciaga (laughs) outfit on and your you know daughter in this you know like get up or whatever you know however at this point like how she wants to express herself you know um yeah, it's it's. it's it, I think it is going to confuse her a little bit. I don't know if she necessarily need to be like worried or anything like that. Because I mean, she's you know going to kind of become her own self. She seems to kind of be more like Kanye in that that aspect. Um, but she has had to navigate that since she was young, as opposed to their her parents who you know kind of you know didn't experience it until they were older. Um, so, yeah, I think her, she has access to all of these things and, you know, um, I think it's okay for her, like, this kind of speak her mind, but I'm like, why are they really, like, talking to her about this? And then, like, if she's really uncomfortable with it, I'm like, why keep bringing her out? You know, okay. like let let her stay home, if she you know, um, and then if she wants to go to fashion shows and she wants to be around her mom or her dad, then she needs to understand that paparazzi is gonna be around. And you know, either she wants to like you know cover her face, or if she's uncomfortable, like hey mom or hey dad, like I would like to be more discreet about this. Or like you can go do your thing or whatever, and then I'll meet you in the back or something. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I just. I think that's just kind of an, an, an unfortunate thing that they kind of I wouldn't say like fail on but it seems like they need to be speaking to her more about about the opportunities that she has and who she is and who her parents are and um yeah that's going to be a part of your life for a long time kid until you're you know at least out of the limelight if you don't want to be there then don't be there at all you
0: know right and it would be good to have some mental health support for the kiddos to adjust to that kind of lifestyle because we can see how it can go terribly wrong too mm-hmm. at the same time especially i mean when you got kanye out here talking about white lives matter with his hoodie on and whatnot or whatever he was wearing that made Jaden uh walk out now that's good that Jaden. Got some good values. He knows how to take a stand for when he knows there's some BS. He's like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so okay, so you know about that story, right?
1: Yeah, and it it, it uh, infuriates me. So i might have to gather myself before I speak because so, you told oh, me I
0: can't cuss. Oh, my God. So because from what I understand, Kanye was having some kind of fashion show. And I don't know. I guess he invited Jaden and some other celebrities and celebritants to the fashion show and as soon as Jaden saw what Kanye had on which was some kind of shirt or hoodie or something that said white lives matter Jaden was like I'm out and he just yeah. left
1: <laughs> and I'm surprised like a lot more people did it which is you know um I know, I think there was maybe some people in the, like, the show that had all that stuff, but I'm like,
0: oh my God. how would
1: they even, like, I wouldn't even have, like, participated if I would have seen the designer, like, clothes, clothes and really wearing something like that, but I don't know, is it, I, I wonder if they did know, because they were saying that, um, uh, Lord Hill's daughter, um, was there, so her daughter, I think his her name was like Seller or something like that. I don't know. Why
0: well, don't she have a daughter yeah. like Zion or was that her son? She her had son that son. Yeah, okay. So I
1: think your, her daughter was there though. Okay. And, um she was wearing the shirt as well and so people were like what the heck is going on here and she, you know she, she went on twitter and was like i'm my own person and it's so funny how you guys want to prosecute persecute somebody and you're just in this bubble and 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 kind of that that same like rhetoric that um candace Uh, Owens, who was there as well, because he was taking pictures with her with that stupid shirt on. And kind of like I was saying before, that just is so infuriating because it devalues so much, and so much is held on that Black Lives Matter, right? And as I tell you, people need to stop putting the this organization that's with people who are out there doing whatever whatever they got caught with or whatever they're doing or not doing with the statement that black lives matter because you're you're putting it down so much and it's 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 devaluing the message which is black lives matter it's not taking white lives in saying that they don't matter, that no one else matters, this has been a, this is a message of the injustices that is going on in our country that Black people are facing specifically, and that have not been um, in the media or you know um, in a context of Black lives actually mattering, like they, they it's like it's important or or. Um, where it we are valued, you know, um, it's it's always you are less than, you're criminals, you're, uh, you know, not worthy of something, and so that's where this message comes from, and it just so happened to get into, you know, um, three queer women who put this, you know, organization together, took this this statement and and organized on it, and. It, and that to me is a separate thing. It doesn't go with the message. And I think by them doing that, it just devalues so much. And I don't care what kind of statement he thinks he's making, it's not the right one.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate the irony that's happening with Black Lives Matter because, as you said, it was created by three founders, three women. Um, part of the LGBTQ community. Community, yeah. And they created the organization because oftentimes either black women or black queer women are oftentimes overlooked for their ideas. And it's usually a male figure who gets highlighted and put to the forefront of a lot of their ideas and initiatives in organizations. And it seems like it's happening even within their own organization. Mm -hmm. And And that's the saddest thing that... The thing that they created this organization for um, and what it represents, the opposite is actually happening as a result. So, I would encourage anyone to go to the Black Lives Matter website. They've updated the website over the Mm -hmm. years, so I haven't been on there in a long time, but they made it pretty easy to find out who the founders are and what they were all about um, when they first started. And I was actually surprised, you know, when I heard a black woman say that she was scared of the Black Lives Matter protesters and i was like well that's sad that you know a middle-aged black woman is afraid of people who made this organization that look just like her yeah to support and black I, women. And,
1: but and, and i think it's just a lot of this um narrative and stuff like it, it is so disappointing like when it's like black people doing this too and I think that's where the uproar comes from it's like how dare you get on the side with uh the you know the oppressors and the supremacists right and give them fodder and ammunition to use against black people when this is not necessary that whole white life shirt is not that was not necessary and for them to be like oh like how Dare you be so high and mighty to think that um, all you know, black people want to be this monolith and want to be in this bubble, and then just you just want to be Democrats and you'll follow along with them? Like, no, black <laughs> people, we to a certain degree have to feel like you have to be on the side with with somebody because we are a minority in this country and we, we could get a lot of stuff done just by ourselves, but we have to have allies, right? Um, that is taking away from that, I feel. Um, but again, like even with, with Black Lives Matter, it was um, a sentiment before it was an organization Right, you know, these are like statements. These are, um, you know, it's a, it's um more than just the organi- organization, right? It was out there. Black Lives Matter. It was a statement. It was a proclamation. It, you know, before people were organizing on it, right? And I think it got so popular then when people started organizing on it, and then. You know, in in the media, especially the conservative media, um, trying to tear it down and put you know like violent protests and yeah. uh, v- uh, violent um, black people in their neighborhoods and they're um, trying to tear themselves down and how are black lives mattering when they don't matter to themselves and then that those narratives fall into a domino effect on top of each other and they are perpetuating that and that is completely um false and people to keep just going with that and be on that side of things is so dangerous like I I I honestly look at that and those people and I'm like I don't know like I said like how dare you sit there and think that you're on top or above or you think you are um seeking this like whole beyond you know other, other black people who are in communities and experiencing things and you know going through things and actually out there saying that you know hey you're treating us like we don't matter black lives matter understand that and 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 fitting into these narratives that you know the others are trying to put out there like no they don't or we no, what about us and, and, and then all this other stuff. Oh, well you you have, you kill your, your people. Um, you have the highest criminal rates and all this other stuff out there. Like, Hmm you put no context behind that but then you you want to uh try to get on a high horse right. with, with with people like you're above everybody else you know you're just aligning yourselves with the supremacists and right. um you think you are them and you're not um so i don't know i just that ugh, it, that just made me spin i was just so tired of that rhetoric yeah. and like it Kanye may want to see controversy, and he may think he's doing something, but he's just sad. That it's just like sad and crazy, and he needs help, and he needs to just step away.
0: So, some part of this is like I don't know whether it's a bipolar episode because he's acknowledged that he's had bipolar yeah. or diagnosed with bipolar disorder but also just as a man of God, a represent, a representative mm-hmm. and ambassador for Christ to stir up controversy this way is yeah, no, he counterproductive. Is
1: not. I, I, I definitely feel some type of way about him being like, and I'm not telling everybody's, everybody you know, child of God and, you know, whatever i trying to, you know, judge man's spirit or his soul. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, putting out a you know gospel album, and then you know trying to like a man of God and trying to open a church, but then you have a whole video and whole months of you attacking your <laughs> ex wife's you know boyfriend, um, and like how you do it, you know, like that just doesn't seem like you're not a good representative at all, you know, and and. and you know, people, everybody, you know, no, one, no one's without sin. But I'm just like, man, you're in, so in, like, the forefront of it all. You're just, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, making a mockery.
0: Yeah, I but, mean, it's really uh, tough, you know. No like, spiritual transformation is a lifelong process for all of us. Like, where God is just chipping away anything that doesn't look like him. And it is tough when somebody like Kanye is an ambassador for Christ on a, a big platform like this, and then he's stirring up controversy. Like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing that's not what we're about and he should know that you know um part of it is for entertainment and i think part of it is for you know pandering and getting attention which is the narcissistic quality that some people need to be a celebrity so i think it's a part of uh, a matter of balancing the two like do you want to be a representative for christ or do you want celebrity you know, is is it possible to to have both and to embody both? And what does that look like? I think that's something that's worth taking some time to consider thoughtfully about how to move forward as an ambassador and still have your platform as a celebrity at the same time.
1: Um, yeah, whatever. I was like, <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: like, sit down, Kanye. Just sit down and stop.
1: Yeah, oh my I'm kind of like done with it. At, right. You know, at that at this point, I'm like, man, you know, and, and you know, it's a shame because like uh, I did enjoy, thoroughly enjoy like a lot of his music and stuff, and you know, even through the controversy, like really even recently, I'm like, dang, you know, he's still, you know, a good producer and was, you know putting out some good music, and but. <sighs> We
0: used no, no, it's to, kind of like the R. Kelly thing like oh no kind of not like R. Kelly oh come on now okay it's time to end the podcast oh snap alright well shout out to everybody who's got bipolar disorder we love you we care about you okay. we know it's hard sometimes You know, okay keep your head up keep supportive people around you alright anything else you want to say before we get out of here
1: I would say explicative to Kanye West (laughs) and his whole stunt and um, otherwise, um, you know, people stay positive. Uh, Many blessings to everybody out there listening and uh, let's spread some love and light and just that's yes, what our, our, our purpose is on this world Is to not be sad um, And to not hate But just, let's, let's live in love Live in love
0: That's that's good right there. Okay. So I think we can end it on that. So thank you so very much for joining us for another episode of the First Fridays podcast. Shout out to all the SoundCloud listeners and the listeners at thegodcollection.com. If you want to support the podcast, you can always navigate over to the First Fridays podcast tab on the website and scroll down until you see the donations button. Hit that and support the pod, and we will bring it back for another
2: one. And another one and another one. Okay. another one. <laughs> we out.